Do you struggle with fitting everything in from family life, running a busy business, and getting your workouts in? I know I do. I know a lot of people in property management do as well. Today, we're going to talk to Trent Ratcliffe on The Bootstrapper Show about how he manages to get all of that in in his busy schedule. That's next on Bootstrappers. This is the Bootstrapper Show for property management, powered by Anaquim, a podcast where we have real conversations with industry experts that you can apply to your life and business. Welcome to this episode of Bootstrappers, where we talk about topics that are important to real estate and property management entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen, here with my spouse, Jeremy Aspen. Mwah. And today we have a very exciting show. We're going to talk about how we can have work-life balance and also prioritize our health, which I know a lot of property managers struggle with. We have like our own property management health group, PM Health, if you're not familiar on the Facebook, uh, on, on the Facebook, I sound like I'm 100 years old, <laughs> on the Facebook platform. And um, we're going to talk to Trent Ratcliffe at three, all three Realty in Atlanta. And Trent has managed to be my inspiration. I get a lot of inspiration from him because um, he does tri triathlons. He has a coach. He runs the management at this uh, realty business. He has a beautiful family. So we need to figure out how he gets all that done. So just a reminder, Bootstrappers is powered by Anaquim. Anaquim helps property management companies be more profitable through our various services. And I'd just like you all to maybe go to anaquim.net and check out our free ebook section. Today, I'd like to talk to you about our ebook, The No Fuss Guide to Processes and Procedures. If you're a property manager struggling with getting your processes and procedures written, the super short guide is very to the point and might be just the thing that can help you get those written down. So go to anaquim.net and check out that free ebook. There are other ebooks there if you'd like some more information on that. And just in case you didn't know, having tight processes and procedures is what will make it so that you can have a good work-life balance. With that- <laughs> Nice hey, segue. Right? Woo, I like that. Hey, thanks a bunch, Trent, for joining us today. So tell us, well, I guess, before we get started, Trent, tell us about your company, Three Tree, uh, sorry, All Three Realty, and your role there. All right, so um, I used to be with the company long, when I got into the business, I've been in about 15 years, and uh, started off uh, in development, development went and when development crashed, I had to have something to do. So I just came on as a property manager for a local um, company that was called Solutions Realty Network, and I kind of ran their business for, I don't know, almost 10 years. And I was looking for kind of a career, not more so than just a job. So I partnered up uh, with a friend of mine, her name's Pam Coley. And for about the last three and a half years or so, we have, uh, we've been with all three Realty. And uh, we all three is triathlons, father, son, Holy Ghost, a whole bunch of stuff with the three. And so we just, uh, we've grown that since I've been there from about 300 doors to we're well over 800, right at 800 wow. right now. Um, so we're busy. Um, and that's, uh, that's kind of, we're in the greater Atlanta area, but what, where we're really growing is we moved to a, a, a Alabama where my partner actually moved to. Uh, she's kind of my BDM and I run the company. Um, so she, is, she moved uh, full time to Alabama 
and we have been growing there. We've we've grown like seventy doors just this year there. No way. So, uh, mm-hmm. And you so, have a uh, big sales arm to your organization too, don't you? Uh, I wouldn't call it big. Uh, I mean, we're we've sold about five percent of our houses so far this year just because we're dealing with investors and yeah. everybody's dealing with uh, losing properties due to uh, the market. And we're on pace for about 10%. I've heard some people being on pace for 15 to 20%, but we're on pace for about 10% of our books um, being sold off this year. And, uh, but we're getting every bit of that because of kind of our model. And our model is that um, we're not really looking for the owner uh, that is the reluctant landowner. We're, we're looking right. more. We have, we actually have, um, what I call a facilitator and she's out in Australia, believe it or not. And, um, we, we, we acquire the property. Um, when we acquire, we find one, we acquire it for them. They buy it. She has, she provides us with the owner there. And so we have oh. 700, 600 different owners. So it's not like we have one owner, but they're, most of them are foreign, which is, uh, from from Australia, which is good for me because yeah. they're asleep when I'm awake, and I'm awake when they're asleep, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of our model, uh, and it's just where can we find the product? And the product was in Atlanta for um, six years. My, my partner was doing that before before I came on and had gotten up to 200, 300 doors. Uh, but now we've kind of run to where the market is not there anymore in Atlanta. Uh, because it's just too expensive. Oh yeah. Um, and the product that and the product product they're looking for, you know, is um, is more so in Alabama. We and so we're we've got two two branches now. Wow. Well, that is so cool. So you're doing a lot, a lot with work. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're you've changed your model. You've moved. You know, locations. You're doing a ton at work. And all of us listening to this podcast are in the property management industry, so we we know the headaches that go on there. And meanwhile, you have a family. So how many kids do you have? I have three kids. I have an 11-year-old, um, a six-year-old, and almost five-year-old. So um, three youngins. So yeah, They're you're all <laughs> starting to do sports. Oh, wow, you yeah, got you're... that. Good for you. We know. Lucky we know. Our dad. kids are a little bit older, but we, we get it. And then uh, you make your health a priority, too. So tell us about how what you do with your health to make that a priority. So about three years ago, I'd, coming up pretty soon, I decided I was going to run a marathon on September 1st, and I was going to run it on November the 9th. Oh. I had never run over six miles in my entire life. And I was, so I said, I'm going to do this and I did it and it hurt. (laughs) Um, and for some reason I got joy out of the pursuit of the marathon. And shortly after that, um, I never thought I was going to be a triathlon person. Frankly, I was scared to death of getting in the water. Open water was like, Mm -hmm. how am I going to swim a mile? Are you kidding me? Um, so uh, Brian Birdie and I got together at a NARPM event and we decided, Hey, let's do something that's going to scare us. Let's, let's sign up for, um, the 2020, um, Ironman It's 70.3 which 70.3 miles in that may. Well, it ended up getting canceled and Brian's done a bunch of Olympics since then. Olympics is the, the distance right below a 70.3, but we decided we were going to do it. It's cause it was going to challenge me. 
And because it challenged me, I had to start figuring out a plan on what I would do in order to be able to accomplish that. Because you do not want to get into open water or anything like that without being prepared. No, well, you definitely weren't, don't. Did I hear the story? Because I think I've heard the story. Weren't you kind of aquaphobic or something like that? Like you really don't like water. Or no, um, I, I I will say this. I dealt with open water anxiety. It had nothing to do with the pool. The pool, I can go all day. Right. But like uh, at the beginning, when you get 500 yards out, that's, uh, that's a good 10, 12 minutes out into the water. Uh, and you have nowhere to go but either that way or that way. And if you stop, you, you, you're in <laughs> trouble. You can't stop. And so... Um, I had to learn how to, you know, regulate my breathing and all this kind of stuff. And that took a good year. Now I love the water. Like, like I, it doesn't bother me at all. I just get in there and I go and I've gotten past the anxieties that come with that. But, um, and actually I enjoy the water probably the most. Then I thought it was going to be the other way around. I like the, uh, water bite and then the run. The run is just brutal. So and that's what scares me the most. Okay, but, I have a question because um, I'm just an idiot sure. when it comes to triathlons, but like how far for the triathlons that you're doing, tell us the distances because some, so, some of us just don't even know how far you're going. Well, there's four different ones. Okay. And so the sprint is the sh- sprint's the short one. That's a 500 meter uh, uh, swim, uh, a 13 mile bike, and a three mile run. That usually takes about a little over an hour, hour and 15, hour and 20 okay. minutes. Then you got the Olympic. And that's the that's the one that they want they do in the Olympics, and that's uh, about a mile swim. Um, it's a twenty six mile bike and a six mile run. And then the seventy point three is when you start getting into Ironman. And Ironman is seventy point three. That's a one uh, oh, a one point two mile swim, a uh, fifty six mile bike ride and a 13.1 mile run and that'll get you because that's like six hours five six hours uh wow. then i'm so the one that i'm signed up for and that's scaring me is november 6th and that's the full iron man that's a 2.4 mile swim 112 mile bike no. followed by a full marathon holy crap you're doing that yeah no kidding wait, wait, wait. i'm already sweating wait, over wait, here wait, wait what are you doing this <laughs> this is this is november 6th Woo. oh uh, my gosh what, yeah, what do you so that, it's pretty much this so you're going to be in the water for about an hour plus straight and then you get out of the water and you're on the bike for six hours straight and then you get off the bike and you run for five hours straight so, so kind of or four hours four so what are you doing hours. talking to us shouldn't you be uh training right now because you've got a lot okay. there. so wow. how okay so we did what I, now you're just blowing but, our minds we had no idea you were gonna say that well and this is the life this is where life balance comes in right because um obviously you've got to prepare for this and the training is no obviously no easy uh feat in and of itself whilst uh, running a household and a company. A business. So yeah. that's what I think our listeners and viewers have got to kind of understand. So I suppose it has a lot to do with the prioritization. Like what, what comes first? Is there a first? Like what, what do you do? How do you prioritize? Well, family is the first thing. So like, it's number one, like I make sure I give enough time to my family. Like to me, that's really all that really matters mm-hmm. like like to, like it, everything else is just 
a means to something else. But like, so I refuse to give up too much of my time. Now an hour or two hour workout here and there when it's supposed to be in family time, not a big deal, but I refuse to give like a six hour workout or five hour workout in when family time is supposed to be. So I have to kind of schedule my life that way. And people are wondering like, do you ever work? Well, I take off Mondays. Mondays is the hardest day of the week. So, um, so for, for business. So I have to, I, I take off Mondays. And Tuesdays, I kind of usually do a two, it's, it's a, that's a two a day because I took off Monday. So I swim usually early in the morning and then do a bike or run later. Um, then I do two small workouts on Wednesday and Thursday. When I say small workout, I figure out, and it doesn't, it could be in the morning, afternoon, whatever, but I usually do about an hour and a half to two hours at the, uh, uh, hour to two hours, somewhere in that range. And then on Friday, so that this is where people are like, well, what, when, when do you do your big workouts? And quite frankly, work does have to come um, second in that, in that on Friday. So I come, I, I wake up really early, probably like 5.30, 5, and I get out and I get going on usually four hours is a low, is a short one, six hours is a long one, four to six hours is usually how long I do. And then I eat lunch and then I get to work for maybe two or three hours for the rest of Friday. But then that means Sunday night, I, I have to work because there's, I have to prep for Monday and I've got to do the stuff that I didn't get done on that Friday. So if I wouldn't do it that Friday, I wouldn't have to work on Sunday, but now I have to work Sunday night majority of the time. What, what time to time? Like what time frame on Sunday night? Uh, usually when the kids go to bed. So I use from like, from say, say eight to 11 or eight to 10 30, whenever, uh, just depending on workload. Uh, but that I, I have to do that, but first so that I'm prepared to go into Monday so I can get more work done on Monday. If, if I don't have it organized and I'm doing that, that just takes off two or three hours of my day on Monday that I can't, I'll, it's organizing my week, really organizing yeah. my week and answering certain things. And that's what I do Sunday night. I can't, uh, not do that, uh, and work out on that Friday. And Saturdays is usually all about the family. I may I may get in some workouts on Saturday, but I got games and stuff, and and I coach a lot of them. Wow. I, I mean, I'm also coaching these teams. I'm wow. coaching some t-ball team. I got a, I got t-ball practice tonight at six thirty. So um, it's just what I what has to be done. But I am I am constantly going. I will say that um, you. But do you like it that way? I do. Um, I actually get angry when I don't get to work out. Like meaning like it actually it it um it my, when I say angry is not the right word. Moody. Like mm-hmm. I am if I, if I've got something that I that I want to do like if I skip a meal I'm fine. If I do all the other stuff I'm fine. But if like if I miss a workout I it bothers me because what? that's it's obviously something that drives me. Yeah, I'm exactly the same way. I've gotten a little bit better with it over the course of the years, but if I'm skipping a workout, it it just bothers me, and I think it even affects my sleep. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but uh, or whether it's psychological or physical, but if I don't work out a day that I needed to work out, then I I have a hard time with it. Sounds like you've got, so there's a universal uh, axiom, right? You've gotta give a little to get a little, and your hedge or the way that you kind of control that is through a strict schedule that you, you yeah. with so much going on um you've got to abide by a, a weekly schedule to an extreme extent it sounds like 
Um, it, but one thing squeezing in forty five minutes is a big deal sometimes. So yeah, and and leisure time, I guess that might squeeze into family. But do you ever just do anything for? Uh, are these are your hobbies? You don't do other hobbies, do you? Well, I love golf, so like I want to play golf more. But like I only get to play like once a month, and like if I if I gave up this, I would have way more time in golf. But quite frankly, this is better for me than golf because I'll never be that good at golf. I'll be better at this. Okay. So, um, what do you think that you give up that other people spend time on that you just have decided I don't have time for this? I don't watch TV anymore. Uh, I don't. Like, are you on social media? I am on social media, and that's something that I choose to do, um, and you're, you're aware of this with the uh, PM Health Group. Yeah. Um, I do that, um, but I don't do a lot. Like, I follow a little Twitter, but that's just for sports information for the most part. Um, that's kind of my entertainment. I don't really do a lot of Instagram, but Facebook I do a decent amount of, but mostly for PM Health. Because yeah. it's supporting other people, and if people don't know what PM Health is, you mentioned it earlier, um, it's, on manager, <laughs> it's on the Facebook. It's on the Facebook. It's a group, and you can ask to be a part of it if you're a property manager. And basically, it's people that share their workouts because, quite frankly, you can't share that on your normal Facebook because people don't want to hear that that are living a different type of lifestyle. That it, uh, it pisses uh, them off. Well, so it's the same thing like with me. I have a hobby that's kind of, uh, should I say it? About, so I'm a pilot. And that's not something that you you don't you don't put pictures of yourself flying an airplane on your Facebook because it's just irritating. You can't do that, right? <laughs> it's just stupid. It just well, looks- I, I would I would post them like you just said you're a pilot. I think that's pretty. You just said it all flippantly and like that's awesome. Um, so I would post if I you know I'll post even my um, triathlete stuff when I do an event. But you're not going to post like a gain you did on like a three hour. Uh, record you did running around the block or whatever you will own pm health and people most of the people want to see that yes and it helps them like if you did if they didn't want to see it they wouldn't be in the group in fact yeah some people on our team have asked for us to have trent on because they're like he's so inspirational like how does he have time he has like these little kids and he runs a great business and so we've so you been requesting that because it is inspirational i'm just putting this together but um we've done several interviews over the years and there's one thing that's starting to stick out with uh, i think our the successful people is not watching tv and not to put us in that category but we don't watch tv we don't even have a tv plugged in yeah, anywhere. Our antenna broke like <laughs> four years ago. We haven't had cable for uh, eight and a half years now. And it does. It changes the way, one, that you see things. Uh, and it changes the time that you have to do things that aren't just sitting around doing nothing. I mean, nothing against people that watch TV, but I'll tell you, not watching TV makes a lot of, um, it opens up a lot of space to do other things that I think are probably more productive. So, I want to kind of ask this question, which is certainly not scripted, um, like politics, not to get into politics, but how do you keep yourself informed about what's going on? Um, Twitter. I mean, I'm not like totally against, uh, um, I'm not totally like in Anti. a hole and not knowing what's going on. Right. Uh, I, I like, um, there's a guy named Von Hessler. And it's, uh, he's, a, he's a local ra- a radio guy named Eric Von Hessler in, in Georgia, and he does the Von Hessler Doctrine. 
and I like to listen to his. He does, he's kind of middle of the road type guy, and I like to hear hear his realism a lot of the time when he's talking about politics. And I do that on the car on the way to work sometimes. On most of the time on the way to work. So, but that's the only time it gets for me. Like you get on my way to work and on my way back, you may get so I can keep because. It's funny for me, but I will not watch Talking Heads on TV. Amen. That will not happen. So, and then Trent, Trent, what do you listen when you're running these marathon and swimming? And I see we've talked about this before the show that you have this this headset that you're listening to something. Yep. What are you listening to while you're working out? It changes um, if I have got any kind of effort going on it's music so i get on pop uh, i've got a pandora and i've got a spotify so i've got lists for different things but i listen to a decent amount of music now i do do some audible but i have a problem when i'm running that i'm not focusing on i don't like to focus when i listen to audible i want to be taking it in and trying to mm-hmm. learn and, and and get it understand what i'm listening to and sometimes I get in, I get focused, and I'm like, it's like when you read and you realize you didn't read that whole page, and you're like, yes. what did I just read? Same thing when I'm running, and I, I don't do it often. Sometimes on my second time through a book, I will do it through uh, running, uh, but not the first time. The first time mm-hmm. is like I, I do that in either either in the car or, um, and I'm an audible guy. I don't like to. I'm not a big uh, book uh, owner. But I, but I do like Audible, and I listen to that a pretty good bit as well. Yeah, I don't see one book in the background of your uh, room there. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> they're, all, they're all over here. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. So um, I think so I'll I got just say. Like a wall of other stuff. And, and I need to work on this. I'm not online as much as I should be, and I really don't. I don't know. I'll put a lot of time into my background, but I need to uh, because it's just my office in my basement. So the bike Everything says a lot. Else is over here. If I were to turn around my camera, you would see a nice little wall of stuff, but it's just not behind me. Uh, I bet you and I, if we lived in the same market, we'd be best friends. Everything that you're saying is just like, eh, it sounds a lot like me. So I want to ask you, because there's another piece of this, which is the food part. And like, you're okay. so busy working out. What do you eat for lunch? Like lunches for us. I just spent, and I'm embarrassed about this because I want to be like good with money. I just spent $30 on two salads and two Diet Cokes for the two of us. And it was like, I'm so well, bad with money. Why am I spending $30 on a salad? I could have just been organized and made one last night. So what do you do for like lunch? And obviously you have to eat like a lot of food if you're doing this kind of workout. Um, uh, how well, does that work? You just, well, you just said you, you want to be good with money. And as soon as you said that, Jeremy spit <laughs> like, like wow. Yes, yeah, real, right. <laughs> yes, no, I'm just right. kidding. She's so like, actually what? great. <laughs> yeah, let's get there. So, <laughs> let's go back to that. So, so what, what I do, I am, my diet is a struggle for me because I like, I've always liked to eat poor and I've been blessed with the metabolism of a God. I don't know. It just, everything just comes off of me. And I know that I eat just as bad as the people that, that don't have the same problem. And I feel bad that I have, but now that I'm exercising more, I have to concentrate more on specifically hydration. And I didn't realize how much I like to, you know, just, I like water. And like, one of my things is, uh, I only drink water until noon. Like if you will, I just drink water all like, I will not put anything else in my body until noon. And I will drink a lot of water until noon. Now, 
after lunch, I might have a sweet tea and I might have sweet tea with dinner or something, but like any intermediate or before lunch, I only drink water. And that helps out a ton. Um, the My lunches are all over the place. So sometimes it's multiple peanut butter and jelly with some, with some uh, almonds and some uh, stuff, just getting a lot of protein in me and carbs. Uh, Sometimes it's some, you know, it's got to be quick and I just get some progresso soup and, you know, something like that. But I try to keep myself from eating as least amount of fried food as possible. And it's a struggle. Like I went to Zaxby's the other day and that's our local, one of our local chains of fast food. And I said, Ellen, I want the wings and things. And that's my <laughs> wife, sorry. And so I get up there and we get to the door. She's about to stay. And I'm like, give me the salad with the grilled chicken. And <laughs> yeah, like, it was I said, I said, I, I, my heart wanted the wings and things, but just, just the right choices. Get me that. So just get me the grilled chicken with some ranch. Uh, so, uh, you, it's a struggle for me, even, you know, so, but if you do it, it's just going to affect your ability to perform and, and get to where you want to go. And you'll have to so, put more time into it to get to where you want to be. Yeah. And I might be able to get away with eating and eating trash and all that kind of stuff. But what I'm what I'm getting at is the more fried and stuff, just cause I look good. doesn't mean my heart's going to be doing mm. good. You know, if I eat that stuff. So like I, um, I want to, I'd like to, you know, live a while. So now I need to, I need to start making the blood flow through the heart a little better. So. Do you do any protein powders or protein, oh. um, bars? So, all right, so in the morning, and I don't recommend this one because it is for, for most people, unless you're working out a lot, but I, I eat the Cliff Protein Bar. So my morning breakfast almost all the time is they've got the Cliff Bars or the regular Cliff Bars. I don't eat those as much. They're Cliff Builder Bars, and I love them. So I eat those with a banana and an apple um, for almost every breakfast with a big old glass of milk. And that gets me to lunch almost every day. But if those things are packed with calories, so like if you are not working out, <laughs> those things will probably blow you up. So that's why I said I just don't recommend it. And they do have a decent amount of sugar in it. Um, so, and I don't try to advise people to take in sugar. I just happen to be somewhat addicted to it. And so like, that's my sugar thing for the, for, for almost the whole day. Um, so I eat those, uh, the, the cliff builder bars, but the big deal is, is after a long workout and even and a long workout can be different for different people. But like, if you work out and you feel like you gave an effort, I use this stuff called tailwind recovery uh, powder. And I didn't learn this until well, probably like three or four months ago. I feel like it, where I didn't realize the effect of a recovery shake was. And I used to just mm. try to get by with drinking water and maybe eating something. And I would feel kind of like trash if I really um, shook up my body too much and was out there for two hours running. Uh, these things changed my life. Like, really? I take a shake with some almond milk. I just take an almond milk, put it in one of those shaker bottles, throw it over top of some, uh, some of that chocolate protein powder that comes from Tailwind Recovery Power. And I'm like, I'm good. And I'm, it's, it is like the biggest find I've had in a long time. Okay. So I, I feel I'm, the, don't use that. I feel the same way after a, you know, a two-hour run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. So, I, uh, oh, let me if yeah. I could. Um, so, <laughs> if we're looking at your whole life, uh, you know, sure. judging by what 
uh, you've said you've got a regiment, right? And you're, it sounds like you're disciplined. Um, but if we drill down and kind of like a, a fractal, what, what does your calendar look like? Do you have a calendar that kind of looks like your overall life where uh, certain things you do at certain times of the day and, and are you strict uh, to that also? I am not strict on when I get things done because as a property manager and as a life, I just let life kind of, I do fit itself in. Now I was telling Gwen, I have a coach and the coach gives me my regimen and it's just, she's a virtual coach um, and she gives me what I need to do. Now I can change that. So if she says I need a bike today, I can change that bike to tomorrow if I wanted to and double up something. I just got to get what she gets me in in a week. I got to get it in. So she gives it broke, broken out, but if I can't do that today, I can move it to tomorrow or I can move something shorter to today and move the longer one to tomorrow. Um, and I will just maneuver that uh, schedule she gave me on an app. They, they, I use an app called Training Peaks. Um, but it is most of the time I try to get the work done because I'm not an early morning guy. Like I don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. I just, that's not me. <laughs> I like to work out either at noon or right at noon or at like three or four. So my, cause my family starts coming home about four to five. So I, so I'm finishing my workout when they get home. So, uh, I, that's when I like to, but I've also got the advantage of being, you know, a partner at my company and all this kind of stuff. And I realize some people have to go to work and they can't take off the two hours or the hour and a half to do a workout and then get right back into it. Uh, right back into work, but that's what I do. And so I guess my my work does suffer, but I, you know, a lot of people work virtual now, so maybe they can pull it off, but like that's my, I, I have to realize that I am lucky that I have the ability to do that, to work out at three o'clock when some people are still having to work till four, four thirty. But Trent, don't you think this discipline, I mean, listening to what you're focused on and like thinking about how you are organizing your day, that discipline to know you have to get all this in, it seems like I bet when you're working, you're like all in and you're not distracted because you're concerned about fitting everything in. So it probably helps you be more effective in the hours that you're working. Would you agree? When I am in, like if it if it's during my day, every every minute almost matters. So like I took I took my daughter to the uh, doctor today. She had a uh, infection, minor infection. We had to work on, and I got back here at two fifteen, and I said. I, I got, I was like, I put 15 minutes in on, on quick email, got on that bike right behind me, and I did an hour workout till 3.30, and I'm still sweating from it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so the uh, At 3.30, um, got, got off, I'm sorry, at 2.30, got off at 3.30, went upstairs, took a quick shower, you know, did all that stuff, came right back down, because I, I just set myself up for, for my commitment to you. And... I have to do that kind of stuff a lot. So like, it's like, I've got an hour and 15 minutes and I got to put an hour workout into that hour and 15 minutes and there's no wiggle room. And that means I'm coming to my, 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 uh, computer sweating. That means I'm coming, you know, all this kind of stuff. It, but it's, well, it's and there's, I think something, and it, you know, having a satisfied life, you know, where you're doing all the things that you want to do. Yeah. Everything comes at a price. 
Um, but the flexibility that you've given yourself during a work day, you know, it lends itself to productivity, right? Like in the way that you just said, you're living the life that you want to live. You've only got an hour and 15 minutes and you've got to fit something into those one hours. But in that it makes you a happier person, it also makes for an environment where you get to be productive, right? You have to be productive and you have to sh take this phone and you've got to make it where you're not available at times when people like you're, or you just turn off all notifications. Like I don't have a notification. The only way you can get a notification is if you call me, if you call me, then I know you call me. Doesn't mean I'm going to pick up, but <laughs> you'll, you'll, I at least know you're calling me. But if you text me, it's not the most efficient way to get me is email. So um, not not text. We're, we're uh, so much the same. you have to cut that stuff out. That's right. Uh, those notifications will kill you. I think Jeremy's having like a bro yeah, romance this is great. over here. I'm, I'm just glad to hear I'm not the only one that does this. Because I, it sometimes comes across as rude. Like my company phone doesn't forward to my cell phone. No way. Because then it's not on my schedule. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you're just disciplined about your time. And that's why you could get all this done. Well, that's that discipline is the is the biggest word you use right there. You have to be disciplined, and if you're and not many people want to do that. That's why people are interested in me. They're like, oh, you know, this he's fascinating. It's just because I'm disciplined. You can do it too. It's just you have to you have to want to do it. And some people just are like. Why? Why do you do that? Why? Well, and, I, you, you know, you don't have to do that. And the dirty secret is, is that after, uh, I don't know, call it technically, I think it's like 23 days. But once you get into a routine, what happens is it just becomes very automatic. You have to get those first 23 days out of the way, but then it oh, just yeah. becomes second nature. And what make, for, in my case, what, what ended up driving me was that if you did change your routine much at all, you don't feel satisfied. You feel like you failed. You get moody, like you had said earlier. And that's a self-regulating yeah. tool that if you've done the discipline for just those 23 days, it doesn't take discipline anymore. It just takes waking up and going through your day. I can tell you this, you're, when you're talking about the consistency thing, and this is what makes discipline so hard, one day is not that big a deal because things happen and you've got not a big deal. Two days starts to become a big deal. Three days is a huge deal. So like if you start going like off kilter. Yeah. So it's so just to ahead. kind of reinforce what you're saying, this is what I did. Um, when I used to live in Kansas City, I went, you know, if there was a day that I couldn't go to the gym, right? And it was a day I was scheduled to go to the gym. On my way home, I would stop at the gym, say hi to the receptionist, and go do what I had to do instead of work out. But the, uh, the, the idea there was I was consistent. I went to the gym every single day, whether I worked out or not, but just to make sure that my route to the gym was exactly the same every single day. Because you get to three days, then that fourth day you start to talk, well, I can't really do it today either, and it starts yeah. to break your routine. So two other things, yeah. Trent, that I'm super curious about. Coffee and alcohol. Where do okay. those play? And drugs. No, <laughs> just kidding. Do those play a part in your life? Because with the discipline that you're talking about now, first of all, the fact that you don't drink coffee like anything but water before noon blows my mind. Because I'm like obsessed with coffee. So no caffeine for you in the morning. All right, I'm not the biggest caffeine guy, but like so, coffee don't have any interest in. We'll get into alcohol in a second. <laughs> totally different situation. <laughs> So, um, 
I have no interest in coffee. Never have. My wife, everybody drinks. We got the Keurig. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't, I don't do it. So, um, I have, I have a lot of energy. Always have had a lot of energy, and I don't know why that is. So I've never really had to say, "Hey, I need that. Pick me up." It's just so you just drink I'm water in needed, the morning. So I've never sought out. So I've never sought it out. Alcohol, totally different. Um, <laughs> I like a nightcap, and I know nightcaps sabotage my next day. So it is a struggle. So there's only one way, and this is the only way I can do it. The only way I can do it is not have it in the house. Because if it's in the house, I'm going to have a drink that night. Like just not a, like I'm not talking like yeah. go all, go crazy, but I'm going to have a drink that night while I'm sitting there chilling out, you know, answering some um, emails or whatever. It's just my way of chilling out. But like, I can't have it both ways. I can't have the alcohol here ready to go to the pool. But and, and then during the week, I'm like, well, the alcohol that I'm ready to go to the pool with still up there. Hmm, I guess <laughs> I can have some tonight. You know, it, it, that is a struggle for me because I just enjoy it. But it totally sabotages what I'm trying to do here. And sometimes I don't care, but most of the times I do. So, like, thank goodness most of the times I do wins out. So you're not drinking during the week most weeks? No, I, no. I don't really do. <laughs> you totally misread that, Gwen. Well, I mean, so if it's, it, if it it's not on, in the it house. On how well, it, it depends on how my workout. Like, if I've got a five-hour workout the next day, no, I'm not doing drink the next day. But if I have, like, a 30-minute swim, <laughs> yeah, I got, I gotcha, I gotcha. Oh my god! So you'll go out with buddies and get hammered once in a while, and that's that's cool. Yeah, well, I mean, weekends alcohol should be just for weekends, and I try and I do a good job, but I'm not perfect. So because I, I I I enjoy my rum and coke. So goal setting. So you're you're really good with this goal setting for your runs and your competitions. How does this parlay into business? If your goals don't scare you a little bit, you're not going to move forward. You're just going to you're going to become complacent. So same thing with your businesses. So like you just have to. We went out on a limb and just took over a whole new market. We I mean like we we had zero homes a year and a half ago in. Alabama. Now we have like 150. So you have to have goals. So we, we knew that if we stayed here in Atlanta and we didn't do anything, we'd shrivel up and we'd be fine little company, but like we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to grow. So we had to move market and eventually we're going to have to move markets again, but we're still growing at a, at a good enough pace that our, uh, the way we have our business right now, um, we're, we're fine with that. But you have to set these goals that kind of scare you because otherwise you're just going to become complacent and eventually you will just whittle away. So you, you goal set in your business the same way you do for your athletic endeavors? I wouldn't say it's the same way, but like we definitely have big goals that we don't just that we strive for, like we, we, we try to hit certain numbers with our LER and with our um, number of units, how many we sold, how many, uh, I don't know what, I'm losing track of my, uh, uh, of my 
So we have our goals, but we just make these big, outstanding goals, and we and that's kind of what we shoot for. So that is helpful, and that, that's what I think. So people who are reluctant to start working out, uh, the first thing, what would you recommend for them to do if you're just getting started? Start getting become consistent and like being disciplined enough to become consistent. There's some. There's a guy named I think his name's Jared Knott or whatever. In um, he just started PM Health and he's pointing to everybody. I don't know if you've seen him on yeah. PM Health, but he's been out there like he had never run like more than two miles in his entire life. Yeah, I think he looks like he's like forty ish, and he just hit. He's running every day. And he's like something that like 16 or 20 something days into it right now. And he's running five miles now and he's cut his time by two minutes, uh, two minutes a mile. in just like the last week, it's because of consistency. So you have to, if you want results, you have to care, you have to be disciplined and you have to be consistent and it doesn't have to be these big things. You can start off with a mile and the next day you want to do a mile. And, okay. My body's feeling good this next day. Do a mile and a half. You, you don't have to do these big numbers like me i've been doing this for two years now so um consistency care discipline consistency i love it so much care discipline and consistency well this has been super inspiring trent i <laughs> really we've had such a good time chatting with you and um yeah we're really really grateful that you came on the show uh, bootstrappers is powered by anaquim and again we'd like to invite you to check out our free ebooks at anaquim.net check out the no fuss guide to processes and procedures if you're in the process of getting your sops written down or struggling to keep the ones that you have updated this short to the point guide can really help check it out on anaquim.net Thanks a million, Trent. Really appreciate you being on the show. Yes, thank you. Hey, I had a ball, man. And we'll Sorry see you at the uh, next A&E conference. And you'll have to take some. You'll have to peel some time away to, from talking with my wife and actually talk to me. <laughs> oh, I'll do it. <laughs> Just kidding. It's now been... that I know we're now that I know we're uh, so so much alike. Yes, so much alike. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks again. This is the Bootstrapper Show for Property Management, powered by Anaquim, a podcast where we have real conversations with industry experts that you can apply to your life and business.